everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Tales to My Sonic, Tony. Say hi, Tone. Hey, guys. What's up? So uh, this is sort of a rare occurrence. Uh, for once, Tony and I happen to be in the same room recording the po- podcast together. I almost did what you, you just you did on did, Instagram. Yeah, you almost did. I almost called it the Proton. Well, I called it the Proton Pack Padcast. Padcast. Apparently, I'm from Boston. <laughs> so uh, normally, I'm here in uh, the Reno, Nevada area. Tony's out in the Denver, Colorado area. Uh, we connect up through Skype, and that's how we record uh, any other time. Today, Tony's out visiting, and uh, we get the uh, privilege of having him here in studio. Yeah, episode five. This is this is cool face-to-face podcasting. It's not <laughs> behind two computer screens. Exactly. It's weird. In fact, we've got one computer screen, one microphone, and uh, so if we sound a little far away, it's because we're trying to uh, share one. Trying to share a little mic. Exactly. All right. We've got a lot of things to cover in this episode, uh, starting out with television. So... HBO, uh, it was no secret that uh, Damon Lindelof, who uh, is best probably known for uh, being one of the creators of Lost. Good show, good show. Fantastic show. uh, Was working on a HBO series of The Watchmen. And uh, if you've ever seen the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie, uh, you get a sense of who these characters are. They exist in an alternate universe where superheroes are hunted. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Uh, I know Zack Snyder movies can be sort of hit or miss. Uh, I was shocked to find out that U-Tone had never seen the movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, I just know the big blue characters, Wiener, is hanging out the whole time. Um, (laughs) Why I know that, I don't know. Um, But we talked before we started the uh, podcast, and I'm definitely, uh, I'm very interested in going back and watching it. Why I've never seen it, I don't know. But uh, yeah. So anyway, the big news is that HBO decided to pick it up for an entire series. They had already shot the pilot. Apparently they loved it so much that they ordered it to a full series. Now it's going to premiere in 2019. And uh, Lindelof said that uh, don't expect sort of a rehash of what the movie did or uh, you know, even what the uh, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons uh, uh, book was um Going for this is sort of a remix of uh, the original adaption. So I don't know what that means. It'll be interesting to see the show, how many uh, um, uh, episodes they can pull off with sort of a limited story. But uh, as far as it goes, you know, The Walking Dead's done it for how many seasons? Are we in on nine. That? We're starting season nine here in uh, October. Yeah, and so uh, you know they can certainly take these characters in a direction off the pages to uh, an area that's uh, sort of uncharted territory. Now, some of the actors that are going to be in it, uh, Jeremy Irons, Regina King, Don Johnson, Tim Blake Nelson, and Louis Gossett Jr. I have no idea which characters they're playing, but uh, it'll be nice to see some familiar faces and uh, see what uh, Lindelof does with the Watchmen franchise. I'm surprised there's not uh, any lost people in there. Yeah. All. Normally he puts in uh, Dominique Monaghan? Monaghan. Monaghan, oh wow. Look. Dominic Monaghan. Damn, I tried it and I swung missed. But uh, Charlie, seeing another life brother. Uh, no Charlie, there's none of that. So it is Don Johnson. I was wondering if it was Miami Vice Don Johnson. It is. Crazy. It's that Don Johnson. <laughs> All right, uh, moving from HBO over to Disney. Uh, Disney just sort of out of nowhere 
dropped a new trailer for Star Wars Resistance. A new animated series uh, takes place uh, during the current trilogy. Uh, it's got Poe Dameron in it and uh, has sort of that cel-shaded look. Um, did you watch the, the trailer, Tone? I did watch the trailer. What's, what's sort of your initial thought on sort of the tone of this show? Uh, it's definitely um, appealing to the kids for sure. Um, yeah, I'll we'll just go with that. Wow, this this live one. Yeah, what it definitely is going to focus on. Uh, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't know. I, I don't really know what to think of it. So it's produced by Dave Filoni. So he did um, the Clone Wars animated series. He did uh, Star Wars Rebels animated series. Uh, he's obviously producing this one. So you know it's in at least pretty good storytelling hands. Um, my impression after watching the trailer is that it seemed a little goofy, a little kiddy uh, for the whole Star Wars universe. Um, like they were going more of a comedy approach than... Um, you know, something that's an action adventure or even something that's a little bit of hybrid of both. Yeah, I was thinking uh, when you mentioned that, definitely a Saturday morning cartoon kind of thing. You know, not so much along the lines of the, the Saturday morning cartoons we grew up with, like Ninja Turtles or X-Men, but definitely a little more on the comedic, uh, like kitty is the best word to put it, I would say. Exactly. Child, very childish, yeah. but you know. Uh, trailer looks pretty cool. The artwork's neat, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Well, and the good news is that they haven't yet taken the approach that a lot of uh, cartoon series are going, where, I mean, essentially they're dumbing it down. They're making them 15 minutes long. Um, we're in a, a, a state of kids with short attention spans, and uh, I think we need to go back to the long form again. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, absolutely. <laughs> That's the best way to put that. All right, uh, and then moving from Star Wars to uh, Star Wars spoofing, I guess, if you will. There's no Star Trek talk to this week. So uh, this was sort of a surprise to me. Uh, looks like they're working on a Galaxy Quest television series. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of the movie with Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, um, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Hans Gruber. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a fun sort of spoof on the whole Star Trek genre. Uh, but I guess now they've decided they're going to make a television series. Doesn't look like it's going to include any of the original actors. But it's being head, headed headed up? Headed head, up. Headed up? Yeah. <laughs> by a comedian, <laughs> Paul Shear. So uh, yeah, if you know Paul Shear, you'll know at least the uh, mentality that... Uh, this uh, series is going to take uh, now the series or the the article that I'm looking at says that uh, it's been put into a little bit of a holding pattern uh, I guess there was some turmoil at the top of Paramount Television but uh, Paul Shear is still moving forward trying to get things done and then uh, he was basically saying when uh, Star Wars The Force Awaken was released uh, it brought back the franchise in a whole new way with a whole new set, uh, generation of fans. And uh, that's what he's hoping to do with the Galaxy Quest TV series. Um, I mean, is it something you'd be checking out, Tom? Oh, absolutely. And it also depends on who they put in there. Because um, that movie was great. Um, very entertaining. Um, but I would definitely check it out, too. I mean, it's Amazon reaching out for original programming to stay competitive with Hulu and Netflix. So... You know, good franchise to pick up. Absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Now, if you could get Tim Allen back on board, that'd be awesome. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm just reading here that uh, Paul Shear had previously said that although the series will continue the adventures of the original Galaxy Quest cast, it will also feature new cast as well and that their adventures will merge as the season goes on. Um, so I'm, I, we might see some cameos. We might see um, certain things happening. Um, again, or obviously Alan Rickman, unfortunately, will not make an no, uh, appearance. Be there, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see Tim Allen come back. You know, he's already come back with Last Man Standing on Fox. Oh, that's going to be excellent. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So that's it for TV news. Uh, shifting over to movies. Movies, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> as we're recording this, it is Tuesday, which means uh, we're past the weekend box office. The weekend box no- office numbers have come out. There wasn't anything really big that came out over this last weekend. Um, the winner, and I mean, it didn't win or didn't make a ton of money, uh, but it's no surprise was Crazy Rich Asians. Right? Oh, I like that movie, The Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, <laughs> hi, everybody. I don't want Pablo. He snuck up on the trip to Nevada. And I gotta tell you, Crazy Rich Asians is about my girlfriend, Wing Wing. She be dating this dude. And then some crazy stuff happens, and there's some rich Asians. Oh, enough to make a number one box office. No big deal. But Christian, continue on with the top ten box office. <laughs> hey, good. the girlfriend. It's good to see you, Juan Pablo. Oh, good to see you too. Hey, Tony, suck it, boy. <laughs> uh, so that movie was directed by John Chu, which uh, I'm sort of surprised the... Who? <laughs> well, he did G.I. Joe Retaliation, and then he also did um, Now You See Me Too, which oh. are very different from this movie, but um, apparently he's been on board since the beginning, did very well, critics seem to like it. I can probably safely say anyone that listens to our podcast is going to agree no one wants to see this movie <laughs> sorry i well, i don't want to see it do you want to yeah, see it no no crazy rich asians <laughs> uh the number two movie um not alluding to anything was uh the meg it made 21.1 million over the weekend uh we talked a little bit about that the last meg week. griffin number two <laughs> Uh, the number three movie over the weekend was a movie that you saw, Tone, uh, Mile 22, made $13.6 million, had uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg and Lauren Cohan in it. Uh, give us just a quick rundown of what you thought of the movie. All right. For a quick San Filippo horrible review, bite-sized edition for the Proton Pack, Padcast. 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 Um, the movie was violent, awesome, bloody, violent. Violent, gunshot, violent, stab, violent, awesome, fast-paced, entertaining, and violent. Now, it was a great movie. So um, to sum it up, you'd say violent. fun for the whole family? Yeah, bring the kids. <laughs> it's, it's a family movie. I've actually never seen as many deaths in a movie as I've seen in uh, Mile 22. Um, different approach, you know, to start up an action movie, it's definitely like, they're outsiders to the government, and uh, they're a special special force of characters. But they're not afraid to kill off main people, and they're definitely not afraid to kill people in this movie. Um, very entertaining. Uh, Ronda Rousey's acting, not so great. But uh, <laughs> she's in it. And then uh, 
for those that don't know Lauren Cohen, um, she is Maggie from The Walking Dead. So it was great to see her back to shooting and killing like The Walking Dead, except she drops a heck of a lot of F-bombs, which I won't say on the show because we'll try to keep it family-friendly for the most part. PG-13, if yeah. you will. Surprised it opened at number three, but uh, definitely I would say go see it. Great movie. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, rounding out the rest of the top ten, you had Mission Impossible, Alpha, Christopher Robin, Black Klansman, Slenderman, Hotel Transylvania 3, and Mamma Mia, here we go again. Wow. So you've got uh, Alpha didn't debut too well in number five with 10.5. Hmm. Well, I mean, one, they weren't pushing it very hard. Uh, and two, no real recognizable names, you know. It's, yeah. It, there was no star power to carry it. No, but, but this week, I, what do you? I, I wonder if the number one movie will be the one we want to go see. It's hard to say. It's a rated R movie, so dirty, that might limit it. But uh, yeah, this Friday, Happy Time Murders comes out. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, as I mentioned uh, last week, it's directed by uh, Jim Henson's son. Um, and now I'm blanking on his name. Brian Henson. Brian Henson. Yeah, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I finally get to name drop once. There you the go. the presence of... The man that knows the names. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's definitely in good hands. Uh, it'll be fun to see a rated R Muppet movie. Exactly. Can't wait. And so maybe we'll give you a uh, review of that next week. Who wants some rotten cotton? <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the movies we're looking forward to for next year is the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. And uh, Sony and Marvel Studios uh, just released the brand new logo for it. Uh, not a huge departure. I mean, it looks basically like the Homecoming logo. Um, only the Spider-Man logo itself is not curved. It's straight. Uh, still has the little uh, sort of graffiti art for the Far From Home. Uh, I thought that would be a bigger announcement, but uh, it's really not. <laughs> no, we just want to tell you now, yeah. Far From Home. That'll uh, come out July 2019. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, so Spider-Man Far From Home. Logo's out now. Hey, we're a couple weeks out from the Spider-Man game. I know we're not on video games yet, but since Spidey's up, um, the game's already sold out on Amazon. Is it really? Random fact. As wow. We go, as we go off script a bit there to till we transition into our next story <laughs> but uh, yeah i went to uh reserve it because uh if anyone doesn't know out there amazon's getting rid of their um 20 off uh video game purchases they're eliminating it huh. so that was kind of a cool perk for being an amazon prime member right um so i went to go book uh spider-man before they drop it at the end of the month and unfortunately it's sold out you can't order it on amazon right now so Maybe go to GameStop and see if you can get it there. Yeah. Otherwise, the day it comes out, hit hit up Walmart, hit up Target, because um, you probably won't find it anywhere else. No, so that, that should be a great game. So with that being said... <laughs> uh, that transitions us to uh, basically a segment we started last week, uh, As the Nerd World Turns. As and the Nerd World Turns, there's drama everywhere. Drama... Hey, better song this week than last week. Still work on it. <laughs> um, so in, in this segment, we basically talk about the ongoing dramas that uh, seem to pop up from week to week to week. And we seem to like to talk about it and talk about it because it makes us smile and chuckle. It does. It does. So this week, 
let me rephrase that. So last week we talked about uh, the fact that uh, Marvel execs were going after Disney execs to try and get them to reinstate James Gunn as the director of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Well, what we didn't realize is as we were recording it, they were actually holding that meeting. And so uh, James Gunn and his agents uh, met with Disney chairman Alan Horn uh, to talk about giving him a second chance. Uh, apparently, the meeting itself was very civil and professional. I did, yeah. So no, you said that correctly. You're good, correct. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For once, I don't let the sexy nun uh, throw you. I off know there. it's hard yeah. to, to to concentrate with uh, <laughs> yeah. the nun on my screen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, regardless of the meeting, how everything went down, uh, Disney is still holding their ground, uh, said that they will not reinstate James Gunn. Uh, again, I don't know if this is the end of it, if they're a solid no at this point. But, uh, you know, if anything else comes up, this is where we'll talk about it. Yeah, as it stands right now, he's not coming back. He's done. And a couple of pissed off people in Hollywood, like Batista, of course, is very pissed um he continues to poke at disney he's poking the bears so hopefully drax will be in there i mean time will tell um well, and we even said that they plan on using his script so i, I know that will at least appease dave batista uh, in the interim uh hopefully they get somebody like taika watiti to uh, fill in uh, i'm glad you know that name <laughs> To fill in, I, I honestly think that he would probably be the next best person to do it, uh, next to James Gunn, if James Gunn is for sure out. Yeah, it's a bummer, but as the nerd turn, as the nerd world, world turns. turns. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing in the segment that uh, seems to keep popping up week after week, is our good friend Movie Pass. Movie um, Pass, you're my favorite little pass. <laughs> as we mentioned, uh, they seem to be closer and closer to dying a slow death. Um, and it, it just keeps getting worse for them. So uh, they basically notified subscribers on Thursday of more details on changes that it's making. They seem to make a change every couple days, confuse the hell out of people, um, it's weird. So this change <laughs> is that uh, they're obviously limiting films and show times, and that uh, the idea was that they were going to make uh, up to six films available to choose. Now, keep in mind, not the first-run movies, not the, the great movies. Um, at least that wasn't the original intention. Uh, Tony found out uh, today that, uh, yeah, if he wanted to go see Mile 22... He could see Mile 22. If he wanted to see Crazy Rich Asians, he could go see that. Um, but I, my guess is that any of the big box office name movies, like Mission Impossible Fallout, um, you're still going to have a tough time seeing. Still can't see. Yeah, I found out the hard way on the weekend, uh, Sunday, you know, I couldn't go see Mile 22. It wasn't available. There was not one movie... I could see at the theater in Fort Collins. And then we brought it up before the, we went on air just to show, you know, I wanted to show Christian uh, what uh, what was available. And, and it was that. You could see Crazy Rich Asians or Mile 22. That was it. You can't even see Alpha, the number five movie in America. You can't even see that. <laughs> and you sure as hell didn't have any options to see the Marvel movies or anything big. So Yeah. And then uh, 
looks like MoviePass, which was founded in 2011, uh, since its inception has signed up more than uh, 3 million subscribers. I'm sure that's dropping dramatically at this point. Oh, yeah. But AMC, the uh, Stubbs A-list ticket subscription, which has only been around for... Uh, about about two, almost two months, because okay. they started at the end of June. Yeah, so they already have 260,000 members, which is pretty big for them considering they're not located in all regions across the United States. Um, and so in a short period of time, they've already been able to uh, sort of pass the, the service level that uh, MoviePass has been given. That's crazy. So if you have 260,000 members at $20 a pop... For this subscription, oh, I mean, they're making. Tony's breaking out the calculator. They're they're making, as aside from hand over fist, they're making five just off those five million five point two million dollars a month a month. Wow! On that, and I assume they'll be signing up more and more people. Uh, as I mentioned here in Nevada, unfortunately we don't have AMC. Uh, otherwise, I would absolutely sign up. Uh, the two movie services that we have, uh, Galaxy Theaters and Cinemark, um, Galaxy doesn't even offer anything along this line. And then the Cinemark deal is it's worthless. Eight ninety nine. Yeah, it's eight bucks. You get one movie per month. You can buy additional movies at eight dollars a piece. But the problem is, if you go to see a matinee, it's five dollars. So why even bother? No, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so that concludes as the new... Oh. the nerd world turns with Tony and Chris. We'll never talk about James Gunn in this segment again. Or we will. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, with uh, movie news uh, this upcoming Tuesday... You will see the release of Deadpool 2 on uh, Blu-ray, um, 4K DVD. Um, and it's 4K DVD? Deadpool 2, the super-duper bleeped cut. This, this, I like the bleeped, bleeped. cut. <laughs> we need a sound effect board. Beep! <laughs> I can't even spring no magic on you this week with the, with the music. I know, I know. And you can't be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Uh, so, in getting ready to release the movie on uh, essentially home video, for lack of a better term, uh, Deadpool 2 uh, Fox released a new website where you can actually go on and apply to be a team member from X-Force. And uh, it's pretty fun. If you get a chance, go on there. Uh, it's DeadpoolCore.com uh, forward slash pound sign apply to X-Force. And it's sort of just a fun tongue-in-cheek thing where you can enter your email address and uh, not exactly sure what happens beyond that. I like it. I like the uh, the Disney-esque uh, uh, Mickey Mouse uh, font on the page. Join the Deadpool core. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. It's yeah. a fistful of fun for everyone. <laughs> uh, so it says, join X-Force today. Minimal benefits. No pay. Superhero glory. Now accepting applications. Uh, so if you get a chance, go on there. <laughs> Frequently unanswered questions. Yeah. F-U-Q. Instead of a fact, there's a F-U-Q. <laughs> F-U-Q. Fook. <laughs> All right. Uh, sticking within the Marvel Universe, going away from movies into the comic book pages, uh, Marvel, for the longest time, was uh, teasing the return of Wolverine. And uh, 
the return is back. I know you're laughing at the way I said that. <laughs> I, I was not. I just I wanted to laugh. I don't have a case of the giggles like last week. Right, right. Yeah. There's uh, no cocktail beverage. <laughs> uh, there's a new miniseries that's uh, obviously bringing them back. Uh, one of the things they talked about was that Wolverine will be returning with a new unusual power. No idea what that is. And uh, has a new costume and new villain. Um, so again, we can't talk about the power because we have no idea what that is. He can surf. Yeah. <laughs> um, the new costume, which uh, was designed by Declan Shalvey. Uh, I'm unfortunately unfamiliar with anything else that uh, he's technically drawn. But uh, Tony and I were looking at it, <laughs> and I and I commented, you know, it looks like he is the head chef in a high end restaurant. Yeah, that's exactly. His new his new superpowers he can cook up a mean ass steak. <laughs> he knows how to sous vide. Stink, stink. <laughs> how do you like your steak, bub? <laughs> so if you guys have seen the picture, and we'll post it on our Facebook, uh, let us know what you think. I'm still of the mind that. Uh, yeah, you know, I love the old Jim Lee 1990s era X-Men. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the blue with the yellow. Um, that was my Wolverine costume. Absolutely, yeah. He looks like Doctor Strange in that other picture right there. It's kind of weird. He does a little bit. Strange. And showing off his chest hair. Yeah. Which is also a little strange. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then they also released uh, who the new villain is going to be. Uh, her name is Persephone. And uh, basically the writer said, uh, I asked for a look inspired by 70s sci-fi, very fashionable, all confidence and sweeping grace. This is what we got. And did he ever nail it? So um, again, no idea who this character is, who the backstory is, if they're mutant, if they have any powers. But uh, apparently she will be the new foe to uh, the return of Wolverine. Yeah, it kind of looks like a hokey cover. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm glad he's back in the Marvel comic book universe. Um, yeah, because was... they just they killed him off with the old man Logan and everything. And uh, they, I read too they're going to bring a, they're going to do Dead Man Logan, and they're really? going to cover a zombie. Like it's going to be a short short arc, but he comes back as a as a, a Walking Dead, not Walking Dead comic, but mm-hmm. he's like he's dead. Huh. Yeah, weird. That's a little strange. Hopefully it's just a one-off, not part of the uh, continuity. Um, oh, we're getting uh, some cameos <laughs> from uh, <laughs> from Marley. You hear a little bit of Tia. Um, unfortunately, that's the way it goes when somebody shows up and they lose their minds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, sticking with comic books, uh, it was also revealed that uh, Mark Miller, who created uh, uh, Kick-Ass, has a new Hit Girl comic co- coming out with um, Kevin Smith as the writer. And uh, while I talk about that, if you wouldn't mind letting Marley out. Continue, Maestro. (laughs) So we talked about, God, I want to say two, maybe three podcasts ago that um, Kevin Smith had a big announcement, a big property that he was working on. No idea if this is what he was talking about. Um, Obviously, our hopes would be that it was something comic book, sci-fi related. Um, obviously, it is a existing property. And, uh, you know, the movies that uh, were based on it uh, were definitely fun movies. 
I thought they were great. Yeah, those I did see. Believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, Kevin Smith is a fantastic comic book writer. Um, if people aren't familiar, he has done runs of Batman. He's done runs of Daredevil. And uh, you know, aside from being a uh, filmmaker with movies that we grew up on, like Clerks and Mallrats, Chasing Amy, so on and so forth, um, he's a huge comic book fan. Uh, he does the characters that he works with Justice, and uh, it'll be interesting to see his take on uh, Hit Girl. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think with him behind it, it's it's going to be very entertaining. Hopefully, she says snoochy boochies in one scene. That would be awesome. Snoogans. <laughs> All right, and that's all of the comic book news that we have for this week. Uh, transitioning over to video games, and uh, this one in particular came from the world of comics. It was just released, the uh, Walking Dead Telltale series, uh, final episode, sorry, final season, episode it's one. Yes. <laughs> and uh, this episode is called Done Running. Now, I, I know you, Tone, have played a number of The Walking Dead Telltale yeah. games. I played uh, the very first season. It was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of time to play video games these days. Um, but uh, Telltale does a great job. I mean, the, the graphics are fantastic. Um, it's sort of a choose-your-own-adventure story. And uh, it's always interesting to see you know, the decisions you make and, and how they impact uh, the characters that uh, you're controlling. Yeah. Well, what's cool now to, is where they're at. They're on the final season of uh, the story of Clementine. Um, I have not finished season three. I still have that one to go. Um, so, spoiler alert, she survived season three. So. <laughs> what? What? Um, but yeah, these games are a lot of fun. Um, it's, I think Telltale really nailed it out of the park with the first Walking Dead one where it starts with Clementine and a guy named Lee and their journey starts since right around the time the whole zombie apocalypse happens. And then you have season two that came out and then they had some spinoffs with Michonne and 400 Days. And every once in a while you get a character, Glenn was actually in season one. That's right. Yeah. He had a cameo. Um, you don't get too many of the mainstream characters. It's kind of like its own side thing going on. And uh, it is a uh, wonderful, fun game. I'm looking forward to it. Now, here's the trick with Telltale games, though. I don't highly recommend buying them per episode at 5 bucks. Um, they drop $5. Uh, I think you wait for like the uh, video game sales they do every November or spring on Xbox Live or you know the PS4. I mean, Nintendo announced they're going to release all of them individually. That's sort of strange for Nintendo. Yeah. You know, they typically stay away from violent games and, and uh, you know, mature games. Yeah. yeah. Well, and right now they they have such a cool, unique system on their hands. I think the ability to take it to go, anything they can to get their game library up, they're jumping on everything. Which is good. Um, I think they should have done that in the first place uh, during the Wii Wii U Oh, absolutely. And, and what they should do right now, and not just... Um, uh, like, if you haven't got a chance to stay on top of the Walking Dead games, like me, I've bought in all the seasons, mm -hmm. like, as they come out. I've now learned to wait and buy them when they're on sale and just buy the whole season pass, because right. right now they're 25 bucks, but you can usually find them for, like, $15. Um, being thrifty on it, I mean... Right now, it's like they should just re-release. And I think they are going to do it for the Xbox and the PS4, which I don't know why they're 
doing them season by season for the Wii U, or I mean, excuse me, the Switch. Wow. <laughs> um, just release the complete series. Just, this is everything. This yeah, is from beginning to end. Big anthology. They can charge yeah. 60 bucks for it like they would any other game. Yeah, and you can capture money, and it would be great for someone like you that only went through season one. You can go back and be like, hey, what really happened in season one? Because at this point, you might remember things here and there, but... To go through seasons two, three, and now four, you'd be like, oh, well, and then include the Michonne side story, which was excellent, and the uh, 400 Days. That was a pretty cool side story. Um, So Telltale Games. Wow, Telltale Games. (laughs) The the games. (laughs) The games of Walking Dead uh, Telltale series. The final season is available now for download. Done running. little transition here. I'll be right back. (laughs) Letting Marley back into the room because after she was done losing her mind, I guess now she wants to be back with us. Um, Funny side note on the uh, Walking Dead Telltale games. Um, I made the mistake of uh, letting my boys play uh, part of the first first season or the first episode. And... uh, they enjoyed the game, but it scared the hell out of them. Uh, had nightmares for a little bit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, not my best move as a parent, but uh, still kind of funny. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Marley's giving me a weird look as uh, I did that effect there. <laughs> yes, right there. And then uh, finally in video game news, uh, uh, boy, it's uh, Sega. Just, Sega. <laughs> just released a uh, collection of Shenmue 1 and 2. Shenmue? Now, the funny thing is when Tony sent this article over to me, I looked at it and I was like, Shenmue, what the hell is this? Like, I, I barely sort of recognized the name. And then as I dove a little deeper, uh, it was originally on Dreamcast. And I thought back and I was like, wait a second, I had Shenmue. I had the first game. And then as I look at the screenshots and the the information on the story, um, I was like, oh, that was a fun game. Totally forgot about it. Obviously, it's not a a big name like uh, Mega Man or Sonic the Hedgehog or a name that you would recognize. But if you had the Dreamcast uh, during those years, uh, this was a fun game. It's a uh, a third-person, open-world, sort of revenge epic. And uh, definitely takes place in Japan. And uh, it's a a slow-evolving game. So, again, if you enjoy taking time to play games, explore, talk with characters, this is a great game. If you need to get in, get out, um, probably not the game for you. No, I'm looking forward to it. I didn't really get a chance. I think I played the first one on Dreamcast, but never the second. I know there's a third one uh, ready to be developed um it's got a hell of a good nice. following um i do love that the fact that dreamcast games are getting a chance and there's still a lot of good dreamcast games i wish would yeah. come out um one of them that reminds me is the power stone one and two That's which was right. an open world 3d fighter made by capcom where you could just smash your environments around and you just beat the holy hell out and hasn't been released outside of the dreamcast and uh man dreamcast was such a killer it was a great system my favorite part of it was the um, little lcd screens that you could pop into the controller and the best part was when you were playing a game like madden against somebody that uh, you were sitting in the same room as you could pick your plays through the lcd screen without 
the person you're playing against seeing what you're picking on the screen. And uh, it, it sort of kept that level of play calling um, a little more secretive. It was awesome. I remember that, and they had the Sega football games, the NFL 2K games. They were awesome. Baseball was sweet. Um, the uh, wrestling games were not so great. No. But the graphics were sweet. Yeah. Ready to Rumble. That was a oh, fun game. Oh, the boxing one. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. Um, and Capcom was so loyal to the Dreamcast. I mean, you had Marvel versus Capcom 1, 2. Um, you had... Like you said, Power Stone. Yeah, Power Stone. You had Street Fighter Alpha 3 on there. I mean, it's cool stuff. Very cool stuff on the Dreamcast. And Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 were yeah. great. Those were fun. God, yeah, I forgot about those. Crazy yeah. Taxi was cool. Yeah, they had a dragon game, I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, Panzer Dragon. Panzer Dragon, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Sega Bass Fishing was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Area. Sounds like that guy I work with. Hello. <laughs> Well, I better not say anything more because you may listen to the podcast. So. Right. <laughs> Lord area. All right. So uh, in any case, that was this week's episode. Uh, we had a couple fun cameos from the dogs. Tony was right here with me. Um, again, we love the feedback that we're getting. Uh, keep following us on social media, on Facebook on Instagram. Uh, we still are, uh, you know, if you're looking to advertise your business, uh, we've got a great reach at this point and, uh, we'd love to have you on and, and, uh, you know, see what we could do to help you out. Yeah. Protonpackpodcast.com. Uh, check us out, share. I don't have shout outs this week. I didn't get any, uh, no, unfortunately no fan shout outs this week. I, I, I'm terrible. Like <laughs> I don't have all my uh, stuff in front, but, uh, you know, the love you guys have been giving us on Instagram and everything like that, and the support has been excellent. Um, I'm just going to pick a random shout-out to one of our followers here. So this week's random Proton Pack podcast shout-out will be... Once it's done loading. Once it's done loading. Dun, dun, dun. Because okay. as prepared as we can try to be, something's bound to go wrong. Yeah, so okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's in per- it, this is uh, anything, uh, nothing personal. It's just, um, wow. Oh, go to followers. <laughs> wow, it is not going. All right. Random Today's shout out. Random shout out to Boomstick underscore Butch. Brett Lilly. <laughs> Brett Lilly, thanks for following us, Mr. Boomstick underscore Butcher underscore on Instagram. You've only done 15 posts and you have 116 followers. May this lead to 125 to 130. <laughs> thanks for following us, buddy. Uh, Brett Lilly, and then another shout out. Let's just do it for fun. Uh, white Wolf, White underscore Wolf, White underscore Wolf. Underscore seven 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 seven. And if you didn't understand, that second word was wolf. But wolf. Uh, Tony has a little bit of trouble with that one. Wolf. 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 <laughs> you don't want to follow him anyways. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> we're just we're time fillers. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that does it for this week. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Uh, say goodbye, Tone. Later, Gators.